0: Autism does not have a look and I I just think it's always funny when people say that because I'd love to know like what their description of autism would be there's just there's just not a look. Hey,
1: everyone. My name is Carrie Magra, a professional speaker and author. I have autism and also dysgraphia. And I'm really, really excited to be here with a very special guest. Uh, her name is Olivia Hopps. She is a 25-year-old autistic entrepreneur from San Diego, California. We're going to deep dive into uh, some of the things that she's currently doing today for a podcast called Stories from the Spectrum Content by and for a neurodiverse world. Olivia, thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: So Olivia, there are obviously so many misconceptions in the autism community. And a lot of the times people say things that they really shouldn't be saying.
0: the, oh, well, you must be really high functioning, you know, like, oh, you don't look it. And then so you must be really high functioning, which is kind of a backhanded compliment, in my opinion, I'm sure you agree, because they're basically saying, you know, oh, okay, you have autism, but it must not be that bad. It must not affect you that badly because you can appear so normal, even though they they have no idea that we're masking and everything that we go through. So that's, yeah, the next one that can be, yeah, pretty irritating for sure. Um, Another thing I'd say number three would be don't... um, don't ask if we were vaccinated. As
1: a <laughs> <child>. <laughs> It's kind of a personal question. It's like, who, yeah. it's like even regardless of autism, who is like brings that that up? Especially with COVID nineteen, it's like we're not going. It's like, have you been vaccinated? Have you got the booster? Blah blah blah.
0: Right, right. I know it's it's a medical question. It's personal. It's private. And obviously, there's no research linking being vaccinated with having autism. I, I don't even know how that got started, really. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of silly and shows that they're very uneducated. Um, and you know, it's just like, I always say my mom says too, like I came out (laughs) how I am like nothing, no external factor, like changed me along the way. Um, so yeah, so don't do that. Uh, Number four, I'd say, um, don't, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of another bad one.
1: Yeah. There, there, there's some crazy ones out there in their community. You hit three really good ones. I mean, oh, the, like, yes, oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, oh, no, no. Another one, um, is when they say like, oh, you must've been misdiagnosed. Like you need a second, second opinion. Like, okay, <laughs> you're not a doctor <laughs> and you know, nothing about me. Or if you do, it's just what I'm Presenting to you on purpose um, because I can mask so well. So yeah, th- those those are definitely irritating ones. Do you, do you have a fifth one that I've missed that is really bad?
1: Yeah, I mean you, you hit the nail on the head. I mean I I think all four of those I mean make a lot of sense. I I think other than that it's like the the whole sense of like oh you have autism but you look so normal. And I yes. just think to myself, like, what what is normal supposed to yeah. look like? What what, yes. what what are we supposed to do with, with that yes. conversation?
2: Exactly. But, uh,
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so, no, I absolutely agree. So, Olivia, so, obviously, and obviously there's so many things you shouldn't say, but there are also some great, like, I, I mean, there's some great books. There's some great films out there in our autism community coming out today. The entertainment world is kind of uh, really seeing autism and being able to highlight a lot more, especially, uh, right now in 2022, what, what are, what, what are some of like your recommendations? What, what is something you're reading right now? Maybe like, tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So, When I first discovered that I may be autistic, uh, the first thing I did was order a book called Ask Girls by Rudy Simone. Um, Really awesome book. I really liked it. It was a very easy read.
1: Olivia, who are some advocates you currently look up to in in the community? Are, are, Are there anyone that you're following on social media maybe? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, first of
0: all, foremost I follow you and you're of course one of my favorite advocates what you do is incredible and (laughs) (laughs) I I mean it it's it's not just because you're interviewing me I I completely mean it uh I I love always getting to chat with you you're so knowledgeable and so you're awesome uh so very much to you um I also follow some some YouTubers that I really like um I I follow um someone I'm not sure what her real name is. Um, I mean, possibly let's see her YouTube. It's, it's really grown. It's one of the first YouTube channels that actually, um, watched when I first thought that I may have autism and she goes by the name. Oh, her name is Sam. Her name is Sam. Um, yo, Sam Sam. And she is British, but she lives in the Netherlands, I believe. And uh, she's awesome. She's super, super valuable um, information and videos. And she does a lot about girls on the spectrum. Another one, another YouTuber, um, the Aspie World, his name's Dan. He's super Uh, awesome. And he talks, he, he has... Yes. Yes. He's awesome. So, and he has a lot of resources on girls too, which is awesome. And, and then somebody that I'd, I'd like to um, mention um, is uh, a YouTuber. And unfortunately he um, he passed away and um, just in December, but I I'd love to mention him because I His videos were some of the first that I watched as well when I first discovered that I may be autistic and he really inspired me to go down the diagnosis path and start my own YouTube. And his name was Indy Andy on, on YouTube, and he's um, from England as well. So his videos are still up and super, super um, resourceful and amazing. So I highly recommend checking him out. I
1: kind of mentioned before we jumped on about girl autism. So talk a little bit about just like what you're hearing about in the community and why this is such a popular topic right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's such a popular topic because finally more and more women and girls are getting diagnosed, and it's become a buzz topic because we're finally realizing you know, what autism really looks like in girls and like, oh, holy moly, we've really missed a lot of now grown women that grew up their whole lives and have lived their whole lives without knowing that they were autistic. This how their brain works. And, you know, I get comments on my YouTube videos all the time from people or women specifically of all ages uh, getting diagnosed in their 60s or 70s, 80s. And it's like, that's so awesome but it's also really frustrating and sad because these women had to live their whole lives without knowing. And so I just think there needs to be more and more research done on girls and get, you know, doctors and specialists better educated on what autism in girls looks like, so that one, more and more women can figure themselves out like I did at 24. And two, so that Younger girls can get diagnosed when they're children so they don't have to go through all the trauma and unknowing um, while growing up unknowingly autistic. Yeah.
1: So, Olivia, tell us how we can learn more about you after we jump off today. What, what are the social media channels we should follow? And you just tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so um, I'd love for you to check out my YouTube channel, which is just under my name, Olivia Hopps. You can follow me on Instagram at Olivia Hopps, and you can check out my website, which is oliviahops.org. And on that website, uh, you can purchase my cookie dough business course I was talking about and just learn a little bit of, more about how to be an entrepreneur as an autistic adult.
1: Awesome. Well, Olivia, thank you so much for joining us again, uh, everyone tuning in. Stories from the Spectrum content by and for a neurodiverse world. And we'll see you next time.
2: When I was a kid, seemed like everything I did. Something that no one quite understood I'm a grown man now But I still feel somehow Sometimes it seems my efforts are no good Cause I yet As goofy as I did back then, but I comprehend They're too complex for the average mind And that is why sometimes I find I need some way to identify who I am Asperger's it's Funny sounding word Asperger's It might seem absurd What I've heard It might mean that I'm a nerd But I live with it And that's the way I always wanted to be Sometimes I'm kind of shy Other times I'm a talkative guy Oh, you never know What you're gonna get Sometimes what I say Might not seem so great, but hey Why waste your life always living with regret? Cause I want sometimes to be part of the crowd, but I think individuality should be allowed. If I wanna have I can't hang around with someone Cause now I know Just who I'm meant to be Asperger's It's a funny sounding I've been reaching for the sky for years and years But I still don't feel quite fully grown Asperger's It's funny sounding word Asperger's It might seem absurd Asperger's And from what I've heard It might mean that I'm a nerd But I live with it And that's the way I always wanted to be
3: Welcome back! Now, I'm going to talk about how I got to be where I am today. I was nonverbal until I was five years old. Well, almost six. At that time, all I did was repeat words and sounds. It is called ecolalia. My family now jokes that I started speaking at six and haven't shut up ever since. As a child, my mom figured out on her own that I had autism by reading tons of books because the internet was just getting started at that time. She recognized some of the autism signs like spinning around, repetitive movements, and strange noises I made. I used to line things up and I'd climb everywhere I could climb. She would often find me way on top of the tall bookcase we used to have. Luckily, it was fastened to a wall. There were many challenges that followed when I was finally diagnosed and my family were told not to expect much from me, that I would never have friends, that I would never finish high school or have a career, along with many more dreadful outcomes that my family should prepare for. In March, 2009, my company, Deviation Entertainment was fully launched with the assistance from my aunt and uncle. My original goal for Dinimation was to just be like many major studios like Disney or Warner Brothers. However, I encountered the grim statistics of people with disabilities. It was unacceptable because I knew those statistics applied to me, so I changed my focus. The same year when I launched Animation, my family introduced me to Toon Boom Studio and Adobe Premiere Elements to help me better animate and edit. At first, my uncle showed me the basics of using ToonBoom. Since I was used to other softwares like Amos Paint and Adobe Photoshop, I quickly learned how to use ToonBoom. Within a couple of weeks, I already learned way more than my uncle could teach me. Because my uncle is an entrepreneur himself, he explained to me the business side and the importance of partnerships. In the fall of 2009, I began my partnership with Joey Travolta's Inclusion Films. Joey Travolta was the one who gave me the first animation gig, my first animated short Ia's story. I also got to work on a couple of projects at Inclusion Films, like the animation segments for a music video called The Cave by Scott Seagull's band Arrest My Sister. I illustrated and published two books, Danny and Goliath and Richie and Goliath, animated an anti-bullying PSA called Heroes Only Exist in Cartoons, and an opening sequence for a show called Mia's Makeup Corner, along with many others. In the summer of 2011, Joey Travolta invited me to teach animation to children and teens with autism across the country at film camps in Jacksonville, Florida, Tenafly, New Jersey, and Detroit, Michigan. Then the next year at San Diego and Moraga, California. I owe a lot to Joey Travolta. He has helped me be where I am today. Later, since 2012, I branched out on my own to teach animation at OCALI, the Ohio Center for Autism and Low Incidence in Columbus, Ohio. Then at the Center for Autism and Dyslexia in Findlay, Ohio. Then, in 2014, I began to teach Arts for All Florida's Animation Gets Real in Tampa, Florida, which later expanded its locations to Miami, Florida's North Dade since 2017 and South Dade since 2019. So far, I have taught over 2,500 youths with autism at over 12 locations, including the Dainimation UK camp at the University of Plymouth in 2019 it was right before the pandemic began in 2020 where I quickly had to transition from teaching animation in person to online. Today, we are providing free weekly classes and one-on-one sessions on Zoom for transitioning youth with different abilities including autism. This year in 2022, we are finally bringing back in-person animation summer camps. I also spoke and keynoted at autism events like the FRED Conference, the National APSI Conference, and OKellyCon in 2014, Temple Grandin and Friends at Club Nokia, and the Oklahoma Statewide Autism Conference in 2015, the Alaska Autism Resource Center Roadshow in 2016 and in 2017, the Autism and the Arts Conference at Damon College in 2017, and most recently ABC of North Carolina's Gourmet Lunchbox Luncheon in 2021, just to name a few. In addition to teaching animation and public speaking, so far I've illustrated and published six books and produced a total of 13 short films, 10 of them that premiered at San Diego Comic Con, including the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge Editor Award winning short, The Home Office. How did I get my students to be part of the challenges like Easter seals? Some are from my summer animation camps and others are from my one on one sessions. First, I examine the students' strength, provide the classes that will improve their biggest strength, and see if they're capable of animating a one minute short film. Once we find or develop the students' strength, we put students into animation challenges teaching them the importance of teamwork and deadlines. After we won for Best Editor, the Disability Film Challenge has opened so many opportunities. One is an invitation to submit via Film Freeway, our film The Home Office to the Marvels of Media Awards at the Museum of the Moving Image. And we were selected! That's how I got this film to be shown at the Museum of the Moving Image's Marvels of Media exhibit. This year, my team of 18 people, including my students at D Animation, entered the 2022 Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge in the theme of superheroes. This film is called Super Nachos Supreme. It is about two guys about to embark on another chill night of gaming and grubbing on the couch. After they ate those weird gas station nachos that grant them superpowers, the boys suit up and set out to save the day their way, but when they try to do good, they're so bad at it. You can see it at the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge YouTube channel, Instagram, and Facebook, and it's coming to film festivals near you. Fast forward today, I've overcame many obstacles to earn my BFA in animation, and an MBA in Global Strategy and Leadership in 2020 from Woodbury University. Now I am striving to get my PhD in Positive Developmental Psychology, focusing on autism with a thesis on how my animation company made a positive impact to the autism community. One last thing to say, remember, push yourself because no one is gonna do it for you, however, That does not mean you cannot get help and assistance from others. Nobody does it alone. Get a strong team behind you of people that really believe in you and your mission. Go to many events and conferences to help you build your passion. And don't listen to the naysayers. If they say you cannot do this or you cannot do that, just look straight at them and say, yes, I can and I will, just watch me. So my advice to all of you, if you don't have a passion, find one, and it's okay to ask for help. Remember, anything is possible. If I can convert my passion into a career, so can you! For more information about our animation workshops and one-on-one sessions, ignite the magic with us at denimationentertainment.com or follow us on our social media.
2: Hi, my name is Ian. My dream is to work for Disney one day. I like being creative through theater and animation. I want to be married someday, find true love, and just be happy in life. But this year, times have been tough. Because of that, I want to tell stories to help make people happy and help them stay positive. What's that? I walk to the door, and there's a postman. Not the normal postman, but a different postman. He says, Are you Ian? I have a special delivery for you. Here you go, sir. And he hands me a letter. I think things are going to look up for you soon, he says. And winks. The envelope reads, your happiness awaits. I open up the envelope and out drops a beautiful stylus. As I hold it, I feel ideas beginning to flow through me. I start drawing, and once I've started, I can't stop. My stories begin to come to life and inspire me. This is what makes me happy. Watch out world, here comes happiness.